Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Serve America with me, your host, DeAndre Pace, and co-host, Rhett Williams. This is our weekly news bulletin for June the 22nd of 2022. There's a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, first things first, uh, still another week in June, no decision on Roe v. Wade from the Supreme Court, though the Supreme Court cannot hold it off forever. I expect that we should see something next week hopefully i think that might be the last they they don't have that much longer they might only have one week left i thought it was going to be this week well they haven't given us any decisions today so you know a lot a lot of times we, we talk about the, we talk about a lot of the saints that me and Rhett were just talking about that uh because because you know you, the economy is failing, we all we already know the economy is failing, so we're not going to worry about the economy this week. However, um, I wanted to talk uh, first. Open it up here on uh, on our favorite president, Joseph Rapist mm-hmm. Biden. Uh, so in the news uh, lately on on Joe is allegedly. In the, in the diary of his daughter, Joe Biden's daughter has been sexually assaulted as a child uh, from somebody that's a family member. She did not specify, but given some of the things that we have seen Uncle Joe do. Well, see, this is the thing. You remember hearing about, uh, this is a couple months back, whenever James O'Keefe's house got raided? Yeah. Um, and... They had that diary, but he didn't have enough evidence to go forward and publish it. So they decided to give it to the FBI and then they got raided anyway. Whoa. An ad. Well, so when you're looking at it, trying to silence this. Okay. (laughs) Well, when you're looking at it, WTF, uh, WTRF, uh, reports shocking sexual allegations are emerging from uh, from Ashley Biden's diary, the daughter of Joe Biden. Um, according to DailyMail.com, Ashley Biden, who is also a drug addict, big shock there, seems to run the family, uh, left her diary under mattress in Palm Beach, Florida, halfway house, where she stayed during a rehab stint. The diary reportedly details her drug abuse, sex addiction, and her being hypersexualized. Ashley Biden also recounts times she showered with her father when she was young, something she allegedly wrote was probably not appropriate. She says, I remember having sex with friends at a young age, showers with my dad, probably not appropriate. So where are you? Did you just hear about? This is the same diary that Project Veritas had, but wouldn't. Is there more information that has come out on it? Because I heard all this then. Well, Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe, as you know, we just talked about that. Uh, federal agents had just raided it. However, what has just come out is, is that now the diary, it's it was just left. And just like the Hunter Biden laptop, it's now in the hands of the FBI, and they, they've now started leaking information that's now 
Verify, you know, Project Veritas, you, you, you and I, we trust Project Veritas, but but now this information is verified. Yeah, well, um, let's be honest. Um, James O'Keefe was just doing the responsible journalistic thing because he couldn't verify it at the time, but it was very likely true. I mean, I thought it was very likely true even then. And, and the fact that the FBI raided his home just proves that, or at least backs it up. Yeah, because there's no reason to raid uh, James O'Keefe's home. He wasn't breaking the law by reporting this information. Just dangerous but to them. It, it, go, it goes to show the levels of corruption in this administration. It goes to show the character of, Joe, of Joseph Biden. Uh I mean, he's, this, a, he's a very bad person. This it's guy, clear. he's evil. You know, this guy is a, he's a pedophile. You know, he's, yeah, he's, a, he, he's a child predator. He's just about all the worst things a person can be. And plus, he's like losing his mind. So I guess it's cosmic justice. Although we're the ones experiencing. We're the ones paying the price. You know, another Another thing with Biden, you know, uh, we could we we can lump in a lot of things with Biden. Um, you know, he, he is the he is usually the subject since he is the president, so we have to talk about him as much as we don't want to. But since the media won't talk about him and all the crap that he's doing horribly, um, today Joseph R. Biden, uh, R stands for rapist, racist, whatever other uh damaging thing you can say that the r stands for is probably applies to joe ridiculous um, yes ridiculous <laughs> retarded oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, youtube will get mad for that yeah facebook might be off for that yeah but, but yeah who cares um joe biden comes out with a federal gas tax holiday um Today he had a little speech. Today um, I was listening to it. I wasn't paying attention very much to it because I was working at the same time. But I was listening to it today. Uh, a federal gas tax holiday. Um, a lot of the business networks are saying that this is going to be very detrimental for Americans. Uh, I actually don't think this is going to be as bad as the business uh, people are projecting. Because I've been thinking that we've needed a gas tax holiday for a long. I think I've been thinking we've needed a tax holiday in period for a long time, you know, to get to get back on to normal to normalcy and actually generate some income, uh, stop taxing, and let Americans make yeah. money. It's and not then, like it's going to really lower gas prices that much at all, though. It's like fourteen cents or something like that. Yeah, on long run, on the long <laughs> run. It's at a net negative because from what from what I could hear, uh, this is actually going to save us about three billion dollars, uh, whereas we're actually spending six hundred billion dollars more a year as a result of the price tags of gasoline that have risen since Joe Biden's been in office. So this is really just kind of getting squashed by the price of gas, uh, but. I mean, everyone's been saying it's a horrible idea. I think it's a good idea to have a, a tax holiday. It's just horrible execution because, uh, again, 
there it does nothing to address the cost of gas rising. It does nothing to stop the cost of gas from rising. You know, all it all it does is remove the tax from gasoline. The gas prices are still going to rise. They're still going to go up. Yeah, but this this article right here, Biden looks everywhere to lower gas prices, except boosting oil production. Like the one thing that'll actually work. Of course, he doesn't want to do. We talk about this every time, but the fact is, he's he's completely. He just doesn't want to do it because he doesn't. They don't want us to be on gas anymore. Yeah, and you know, people are saying, "Oh, Joe's not doing that." He said it. He said that when he got elected, he said, "On day one, I'm going to shut down the oil companies." That's what that's what he said when he was on campaign ground. On day one, we're going to start moving away from fossil fuel. Yeah, I, I just, anybody who pays attention, who heard him say that, that understands our entire economy is, is, is based on oil. I mean, you can't just shut it down. You, that's, that's going to take a gradual, you know, the Industrial Revolution didn't happen overnight. Exactly. And then and what, what also comes into place is that you say, well, well, we're going to be moving over to healthier, safer, greener alternatives. Well, where are those, what are those alternatives? Because you just they don't actually want to use the one that's actually a feasible replacement. Well, it's not they even, want to use all the other ones. It's not even they want that. to use oil or I mean, uh, solar and wind. It's not even that. It's the fact that you shut down the oil industry without even having the replacements that you want operational. Yeah, right. It's 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 a, it's a very bad, not a very well thought through plan. I think it will ultimately fail. It's As everything else, <clears throat> you know that I just don't. I don't think they're going to be successful in getting us off oil and until we have nuclear fusion developed to the point where we can start to transition. And I think that could be a hundred, 200 years, maybe longer. You know, it, it, it would be much, much sooner if they would just let us do it right now, but they won't. If they would let the free market operate, yeah. Yeah, we we be so far so far advanced right now, you know. I mean, some of these things are being developed. Uh, we talked about this before, but it's they don't really have enough investment or funding to go mainstream, and it doesn't look like it will happen. We're not going to get off gasoline anytime soon. Probably not within the only possible. Everyone can't drive an electric car, but I think within the next 50 years, the number of electric cars will increase. I don't know if it's going to hit half, but maybe a quarter of people. But, you know, the, the power grid, unless it's heavily upgraded, like we've said before, can't support that many electric cars. And most electric cars, besides Tesla's, really aren't that great. And, of course, that's why the Biden administration... That's one of the reasons. Oh, they got so much stock invested hate, in it. They hate Elon Musk. It's not yeah. unionized, but they hate him for. They hate him because 
he's his own person. Unlike Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos, who are leftist, insane people. Yeah, and, you know, another thing about Joe, uh, Joe Joseph Biden apparently can't uh, ride on a bicycle without falling off. Oh, you know, I saw that, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to even, anybody could fall off a bike. It just looks bad because he's old and stupid and, you know, decre- he's <laughs> well, decrepit. He's a skeleton, no, basically. I'll t- I'll tell you what looks bad. What looks bad is that he was stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. He was trying to. It still fell got, off. Got caught on the pedal or something. It was a rookie mistake for sure. He, he got caught. <laughs> he got caught on the pedal with what? He was wearing shorts. No, there was people surrounding him. I couldn't see that well. <laughs> well, it looks like he's okay because he came out of the White House or wherever he was at and started doing a little jump. Uh, you don't like twice, like two inches maybe not even two wow. inches. that's that's pretty good yeah yeah i'm surprised he's working he, on that he's working on that vertical i'm surprised he didn't break a bone uh doing that i mean how how the hell has this guy has multiple aneurysms and he's like still alive multiple, i thought if you, I thought if you just aneurysms. had one you'd die multiple aneurysms and he he broke his hip playing with his dog in his, in his own house no, nah, I bet he fell in the shower and he just told us he was, you know. But then again, I mean, I mean, they, these old people, they, they live longer than I mean, Bernie had a heart attack and he's still kicking. It's always those people. Yeah, it's never the people that you want. Like, like, why could FDR survive his aneurysm? I mean, why did Herman Cain have to die from COVID, dude? Yeah, Herman Cain was awesome. He gets he gets COVID and croaks. I get COVID and and nothing happens. Well, I, I wasn't excited. I didn't want anything I mean, to happen. He, he was only in his like seventies or something. Nowadays, that's young to die. Yeah, but you know, Trump got COVID. He's you know seventy and lived. Uh, I don't know. Trump, Nancy Pelosi. Right, there's got, something supernatural about that man because he does not. He operates like a man in his fifties. Nancy Pelosi caught COVID, and I guess the dark side of the force kept her alive. <laughs> had to be it, certainly. It's just like un- that's completely unfair. Yeah, it is. Same. Like Doctor Fauci has COVID, and he's like, "Oh, it's like oh, I got the booster. Oh, you got you got shot seventeen times. Yeah, freaking! Hell, he's he's probably got more vaccine running through his veins than he does blood, and he still caught COVID. The South Carolina Democrats, well. To be specific, one, a gubernatorial candidate nominee, the Democrat, Joe Cunningham, is proposing an age limit for South Carolina politicians. And uh, a cap, it would cut off the 75-year-old incumbent governor, Henry McMaster, and making a veiled argument that even fellow Democrats like President Joe Biden are staying in office way past their prime. Dude got elected way past his prime. What are you dude, talking about? Dude got his elected way, way past his mental faculties. You, but, you know, I like the idea. I hate the execution because uh, as much as I want to see young people be elected and be the ones to run this country forward, um, it is un-American to, turn, to age limit who could run for office. 
You know? I don't know. We have a young age limit. I mean, well, you have to be over a certain age. I don't think that that's necessarily un-American. Yeah, but some, somebody who is at the age of 75 versus somebody who's under the age of 21 or, or under the age of 25, is a, there's a huge difference. Um, it depends on the person. And I'm talking about the 75-year-old, you know, but I don't think it'll ever happen, but you should definitely... Well, ultimately, think, things like this should just be decided by the voters, and that was what was supposed to happen. But so many people don't pay attention now that this is what happens. We get stuck with people of zero IQ because they're well, dead. Then, well, then you also take a look at the media. I mean, how many cognitive diseases did they say Trump had and Trump took cognitive tests? I don't think Joe Biden has taken a single cognitive exam since he's been in office. No. I mean, he said he did, but they probably wouldn't show anybody the results. I mean, what cognitive exam did he take? He probably he, got it. Probably got a coloring book. With a, with somebody a, asked him what year it was, and he got it right. So they concluded that his mental faculties were all there. They probably showed him a, a Rorschach painting and said, uh, "Does this look like the insurrection of 2022?" He's like, "Yes," and they said, "Okay, he's got it." Uh, so. Here's here's one that I found pretty interesting. So it appears that in Pennsylvania Senate race, Fetterman is leading uh, Republican Mehmet Oz by six points in the race. So um, Pennsylvania looks like it might still uh, be leaning to the blue, even though um, the only thing in Pennsylvania that is really blue is uh, Philadelphia. And, and from my Pittsburgh. from my results, you yeah, have Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh too. Pittsburgh, although Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, I think is a little bit more purple. But from my results, looking at the polling data that I saw in twenty uh, in twenty sixteen and and in twenty and in twenty uh, twenty twenty, I mean the entire state is red except for Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, you know, that's usually how it is. The majority like of the New people York live State. there, but you know there, there were there were some inconsistencies in Philadelphia, and I, I noticed it because I counted uh, the votes there. Philadelphia only has only has like one point five million people, and Philadelphia some, is famous for that. And somehow they had almost one point five million people vote in the election, despite the fact that that that, um, that one point five million includes over two hundred fifty thousand children. I was going to say, you know, we had, are you talking about the 2020 election? Yeah. We did have universal mail-in voting, but that still shouldn't include the children. Yeah. So the numbers for the Philadelphia uh, population of the, of the latest census was that the population was about 1.5 million and about 1.5 million voted in the election, which would include the 250,000 plus children, which just doesn't add up. Well, like I said, Philadelphia is this is this happens like every election in that area. Yeah, they they had a uh, 2020 in May, if I remember correctly. Um, uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the electors there, or a judge there, was uh, was sent was sent to jail for voter fraud. 
I can't remember the exit, the exact details of it. Yeah, but. that in almost any Democrat stronghold, any of those major cities that are Democrat strongholds, there will always be. Speaking of which, did you hear about Andrew Gillum? Uh, the same guy who was raping people in the... Oh. Yes, <laughs> the guy who ran against DeSantis in 2018 and yeah. lost. Yeah. 21 felony indictments have come down on him or wire fraud. And if he's convicted, he'll never get out of prison. On some of these charges he's facing, on all the wire fraud charges, I think it's 20 years. And he's lied to the FBI. That's five years. You know, I but find 21 it, counts in total. I find it strange that, he, that he'll get more time for wire frauds, but get no investigation for uh, raping gay men that were intoxicated on drugs. Oh, yeah. He said he took he took his loss. He took his defeat to DeSantis very hard. So he, he got strung out, basically. Uh, I was, mean, that's, he was doing that before. Yeah, well, that, that's just his excuse, although it's not necessarily that good of an excuse to, you know, if you want to behave like an animal, you'll you'll find any excuse to do so. <laughs> but I, mean, it, I know personally anything, anything works. But, yeah, I'm just like, you know, wire fraud, you know, Commit fraud to the FBI, lie to the FBI, we'll charge you with life in prison. Uh, rape a guy on fentanyl, and we won't even talk about it. Yeah. Well, he's just a drug addict. No one cares about them. That is, they don't care about you until you overcome it and make a success out of yourself. That's when they care about your story. Unless when you're, you're actually a when you're actually a drug addict, nobody cares. Unless your name is to my pillow guy. Well, or they, Hunter Biden. Yeah, or Hunter Biden. What they they seem to try I'm to saying they seem to try to care now. Guy, uh, Mike Lindell was a crackhead, and now he owns a pillow company. That's the craziest thing ever. But people like that story because he made a success of himself. Imagine if he stayed a drug addict; nobody would have cared. Nobody would have known. Besides, maybe uh, his family. Oh yeah, uh, but think about this. Um, now they're starting to try to show some interest. Uh, and, you know, the racists out there are going to say, oh, they're only showing interest because white kids are dying from fentanyl now. Well, and I, and I hate to see this. Fox News has fallen into it very badly um, where, they, where they keep bringing on these kids and these, the parents of these kids and that are dying from drug overdoses. And they're sitting there talking about, well, my kid, he, he ordered it on, on uh, Snapchat or he ordered it on Twitter. Uh, um, he thought he was getting prescription drugs. He thought he was getting a lower tab, and it was fentanyl. Yeah. And you hear that story every every time. It's always a counterfeit oxycontin or something. But the, but then they're sitting there trying to say it's the fault of the social media companies. Oh yeah, that's when, ridiculous. When the parents are, I'm like sitting there like, why why are why on earth are we sitting here? Uh, on with the, on the television, trying to to take the blame away from those people who are responsible for the overdose. They're, well, they're, the the reason is because when tragedies happen, we need somewhere to look to and put the blame on, and we don't want to put it on the victims. So we look for anything. We look for the gun manufacturers of the social media companies, and I mean, you can't really make a logical argument that it's the social media company's fault specifically that this happened and it's like oh they didn't do anything like what do you want them to do you want them to read all of our messages we don't have any privacy as yeah. it is well it's the thing is that 
there's so many users, so many billions of users that it's unmanageable for even a company of like the size of Facebook to be able to do all that. So they can't, they can't do anything about it. And even if they were able to do something about it, what do you want them to do? You want them to send the police out to every person that talks about getting drugs on the phone? Well, you know, people get emotional if it's their kid or whatever. So, but and the problem is, you know, you want you go, you want to get emotional because it's your kid. Okay, that's wonderful. How about you pay attention to your kid so they aren't getting they aren't doing drugs in the first place? Instead well, of you coming, know, instead of coming on live, you TV, can say that, but like at a certain at a certain well, point, even parents can't be held responsible for you know teenagers do things that are direct dis, directly disobeying their oh, parents. Well, here's, that, here's that's the, what happens in everybody's the, life. Here's the thing. They're they're trying to blame social media companies saying that they're that they can't regulate their phones. You're the parents. You bought them the phones in the first place. Turn them off. If you can't trust your kid with the phone, is, turn it off. Really, get rid of the, no, get rid of the phone. Be a parent. There's no good. There's no good. I mean, how old are they? You know, people are you know, you got 16 year olds, 14 okay, year olds. You know, if this if these were 18 year olds. Okay, you're looking at different realm possibility, but when they're when they're under that age of 18, you are the parent. You are in control of of who they can interact with when they get home because you control the technology. Unless they got a job on their own, they aren't able to pay the bills by themselves. Now they might still be able to sneak out of the house, and you can't control that. That's what I'm saying. You can't control everything they do, but they want somebody else to blame. And then That's on top not a of, good a- on top of that, you get you're coming on live TV talking about well, my kid he just wanted to get a Lord tab. Yeah, that's that's right. That that's that is so stupid. You just don't know your kid that well. What's the, what's although the that message? is that is the case sometimes because a lot of these pills are counterfeit. And, I mean, you know, but what what's the message are you giving to other other kids, other parents? You know, oh, I can't just want a lower tab. So I, you know, so I'm like, okay, you know, he can have a lower tab, but they're listening with fentanyl. So it's unsafe for my kid to go out looking for lower tabs. Well, it's unsafe to go out looking for lower tabs as well. Let's be honest. Let's be totally clear here. It's a lot less likely to kill you, but it, it will, it will absolutely start. It's very, it's even hydrocodone is extremely addictive. That was one of the first drugs that I got addicted to. Oh, uh, yeah. Probably, but, you know, I'm so glad that I stopped doing drugs before fentanyl got in everything because I'd be dead if I didn't. I'm glad I've never really had a, had a, uh, a problem with substances. You know, I smoke a cigar here and there. Uh, and now just recently started doing that. And I drink a drink a glass of wine, a bottle of wine, but you know, I don't really have any substance, uh, substance issues. But I know a lot of people that do. My brother, for for example, you know, I'm glad he's in jail right now, but they're still able to get drugs in jail. And you can't, you can't. Where he's at, I think he, he was at a, God, what was that facility? Anyway, I looked it up. I, I don't think that that facility, that's a private facility. Or no, no, it's a regional. I don't think they can get a lot of. They probably still have contraband there because they do everywhere, but state facilities have more. Yeah, like East Meridian, where I was at, they had all a, kinds uh, of contraband. He sent me a, a text message on Facebook talking about, "Hey, bro, can I borrow? Can I get can I borrow twenty dollars?" I asked him why. He's like, "I'm trying to get some contraband." I told him, "I said, <laughs> I said, why would you even waste your time asking me something so stupid, knowing you know what the answer is going to be?" 
Well, like, you just get desperate sometimes, I guess, when you're in there. And I'm, I mean, but but you know, I'm 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 happy that he's there because you know he go he's out here on the streets. You get it from whomever you don't know. People are dying left and yeah, right. Yeah, well, it's only a matter of time. Within the last two months, or three, no, within the last yeah three months, I've known two people who've died from fentanyl. Another person that so it's uh, everywhere. Another person that we know was shot and killed yesterday. Uh, I don't know what for. I, I don't know him that well, but the person that the person that I that I allowed to live in my home, um, they were friends with them or something like that, and they got shot and shot and killed uh, yesterday. Um, and it's happening all the time because you go and you're in the wrong areas at the wrong times with the wrong people. And you don't know, you can't trust any of these people. Yeah. You know, you're playing, you're certainly playing Russian roulette. I was just, I did the same kind of stuff for years, eight years of addiction. And I was in the most dangerous places on the coast all the time. Thankfully I made it out, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of people don't. And they don't, and then you know, uh, people come to me uh, like like did like my my buddy here uh, comes to me and this want, want, wanting to cry and all that stuff and they want they you know they want me to show empathy which I I suck at empathy and I suck at sympathy I don't believe in giving it and you know my 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 entire thought process is is don't don't come to me uh, seeking empathy on those on those types of things because I'm going to tell you something that you don't want to hear and every time that I sit that I tell you it you want to you want to get an attitude but the fact is is the people that you associate with the life that you live by is the way that you will die and you know it's it's horrible to hear that but it's the truth and you sh- if you know you, you sit there and you say well I may not, I may not do the drugs, but I try to make sure that my friends have the clean, the clean needles and stuff like that. No, if you want to be a good friend, you don't provide them with anything because all you're doing is you're leading them down to the same paths. Where it's enabling. Can, exactly. And where they the can encounter the, the same is, danger. Even if you are getting them a clean needle, you, you're still taking a part in that. You're feeding their addiction. Exactly. And you are responsible for it, at least indirectly. Exactly. You are just as responsible as the person who pulls the trigger because they wouldn't be in the situation if they didn't know that you were going to be able to get them the the tools to do it. You know, you're not the one that you're not the one that pulled the pulled the uh, trigger and shot the bullet, but you are the one that put them in the area where they were going to go there and get the substance. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it's hard to say that to people and you know, people like, oh, what? you just don't care. Like, no, no, I care. But let's not be foolish about this. You know? well, people don't want to hear things that are, you know, that make them feel responsible. They'd rather not feel that way. When you tell people the truth and especially difficult truths, a lot of truths, most truths are difficult. That's better for them. And well, I mean, sympathy, you know, there's a time and place for it, but uh, a cold, hard truth is better than a convenient lie. Oh, much Always. better. I have never run into a time where I've needed somebody to feel sympathy for me. As, as a matter of fact, when people feel sympathy for me, it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't it doesn't help me grow. 
but I've always needed somebody to give me some tough love and tell me that I fucked up. You know, that, that that's what that the path that you're going on is wrong. And you could be doing so much better if you would just do this, this, and this. And not only that, I I can't follow you down that path because it's so destructive that I can't be a part of this. That's better to hear from a friend, especially than somebody who's just going to sit with you in your bad habits. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not so much that I can't, it's that I won't. I will not yes. do it. I will not follow you down this path. I will not allow you to bring such danger to me. Because if push comes to shove, whether you're my friend or not, when you place my life in jeopardy, when you place my family's life in jeopardy, you're no longer a friend to me. Because a friend, yeah, friend, friends a friend don't wouldn't do that. Do that. Exactly. No. You, well, you can't, you won't follow, but at the same time, you're even willing. This is the point. Some people you just have to come to this point with. You're willing to violate the friendship because the path you're going down is too destructive and I can't I can't go there. I won't go there. All you can do in situations like that is get your own life together and hope that they do the same. But you can't help them at that point. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that you have been different from them. But what it does mean is that uh, to, to use the analogy that Medea uses in the Tyler Perry plays all the time, what it does mean is that you're, you're like branches on a tree. At the t- uh, and cert- in certain seasons, the tree has more branches, the tree has more leaves than it does. And sometimes when the season passes, those branches, they fall off because the tree no longer needs them. And it's, a, it's the exact same thing. Some people are there for seasons in your life. And sometimes... When you're growing, as trees do, if you want to be a healthy a healthy tree that produces fruit, you have to prune the vineyard. You have to cut the hedges a little bit, and sometimes yeah. that means cutting off. Burn the underbrush. Yes, some, a lot of times it, it, it's, it's 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 really hard. difficult to learn that whatever in you that is dead wood has to be burned off, and that's what the phoenix represents. You have to burn off your former self to become something new and that's painful obviously yes and sometimes that means leaving behind people that you thought that you that you thought cared about you that you thought you would never that you thought you would ride and die with forever that includes people that are family a lot of times family just isn't family you know family is more than just the blood that you're born with you'll find you'll find new family you'll find new friends as you grow, you'll find new people that will grow alongside you, that will share your vision and your common goals, and they will add to uh, the growth that you want to achieve. You know, I I hate I hate to have to talk about this, but it's always in the media right now, and they're passing blame on everybody else except for the people whose blame it actually is. And I hate to see that in, in the media because you take a look at, uh, at Oregon, if they've legalized every drug known to man over there. And it is a shit show. Yeah. Well, the reason that they did it made sense, but it clearly has not went over that well, as I have seen. Like, you know, a prison overcrowding, it, their execution was 
very flawed, apparently. I haven't read that much about it. I just know what's become of that. I've spoken to some people in Oregon. You know, I, I work with the jobs that I do with customer service. I speak to a lot of people across the country. And so I spoke to some people in Oregon and they talked about it and they said, oh, it is horrible over here. You can't you can't go outside in daylight anymore. It's just that bad. You go to you go to um, to Los Angeles and uh, the last time I saw some numbers there's about. 600,000 tons of human feces on the streets of Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have a whole patrol to pick it all up. It's ridiculous. The, the beach, it's 80% shit. It's 80% poop. You go there, and the numbers, uh, last time I looked at them, that for every person in Los Angeles, there are about two to four used needles lying in the streets. Yeah, you know, no wonder why all these people are, are leaving. They're catching hell. Their population is going to, you know, I, I actually predict, I, I don't remember, I said this, it wasn't on the show, but I predict that within the next couple decades, uh, Texas will overtake California as the, the most populous state. Yeah, well, they're fleeing California, and and you know the problem with them fleeing California is is that now they're coming into the areas and they're voting the same way. Wait, is New York number two or is Texas? Texas is number two. Okay. New York. I, is I two. think that New York will. I think Texas and Florida could overtake as one and two yeah, within New the York, next couple decades. New York is number is number three. Uh, I think New York is like 30, 30, uh, 32 million. Florida's 29, Texas is 35, and law and uh California's 53, 54. Yeah, it's well, I do think let's see, let's get exact numbers on this. Okay, California, 39 million six hundred and sixty-four thousand one hundred twenty-eight. So it's shrunk considerably. And it's shrunk by 20 million. Texas, oh. 30 million. Okay, so they only need Texas That's is strong. They'll definitely, I think Texas could overtake California within the next 20 years. Yeah, because California is shrinking at a faster rate hey, than Texas. New is. York is already number four. Florida is already number three. So Florida is already overtaken New York. Yeah, because New Yorkers are fleeing to Florida. Yeah. So hmm, this might be sooner than we thought. I mean, I think plenty and enough people are leaving California to Texas. But that probably also means Texas will be a lot more purple, maybe. Yeah, blue. But you but you can also see that Texas is also shrinking as well, which means their people are leaving Texas and going to other areas. Um, One of where, those places, Arizona and Nevada. Yeah. Um, and now you're looking at, uh, you know, we had Jay on here uh, last week who would talk about New Mexico. New Mexico looks like the numbers are showing that it may be flipping red this year. So that might be that some Hispanics from Texas are leaving Texas and going to New Mexico. Yeah. It's been a while since New Mexico was, which I guess would be a good thing. I mean, Arizona has grown a little bit. Phoenix was, overtook, uh, Phoenix overtook. What was the fifth? Uh, Philadelphia. Phoenix is now more populous than Philadelphia. Well, here, well, here, here comes the things and it comes down to these polls. Uh, Obviously, what this means is that when we do redistricting, 
it's going to decrease the amount of seats that certain uh, states have in Congress, which will decrease the amount of electoral votes that they have and, and increase the amount of electoral votes that others have. So if, uh, if California no longer has 53 electoral votes, and, you know, that, that makes the race a lot tighter because at the end of the day, if you won California and you won New York, all you needed in order to secure the election is Georgia or Florida. Nothing, nothing else mattered if you got California and you got and you got New York. I think that Georgia going blue in 2020 was a fluke. Well, Georgia's always been a battleground state. People, people Georgia hasn't Georgia hasn't been a battleground state for but for the last couple election cycles. No, I I went back and I looked at Georgia's voting voting record on the Senate and uh and uh presidential races and Georgia's been flipping back and forth for a while. It stayed it stayed pretty consistent uh during Bush and then it stayed consistent during Obama, but Georgia Georgia didn't flip for uh, for the first time until the middle of the nineties, and and then even then it, it stayed purple for a little while. Yeah, least, it was one of the. I mean, it went for Jimmy Carter, one of the few states that went for Jimmy Carter because that's where he was from. At least according to but, Ballotopedia. So, so winners but, and losers of the twenty twenty census: Texas gained two more electoral votes. No, they. Okay, they gained two seats in Congress and two more electoral votes. Colorado, Florida, Montana, North Carolina, Oregon each gained one. Uh, California, Illinois, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Virginia are each losing one. Okay, I thought California would lose more than one. Well, something's know, not. I think a lot of people have left since 2020, and that that won't be until the next the 2030 census that we see the results of all this. Mm. Yeah, which can't which can't come fast enough. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we have here. I mean, uh, Mississippi is in the news. Um, I just seen this come across my splash board. Uh, Mississippi is in the news about a Sports Illustrated uh, mm. thing. I, I have I know nothing about it, so let's see what it has to say. It's a short it's a short article on MSN.com. Uh, the Gulfport Sun Herald. People have a lot to say after Mississippi Sports Illustrated r- Resort goes viral on Twitter. June 22nd, now trending on Twitter, a multi-million dollar development plan that would bring a Sports Illustrated Resort to the Mississippi coast. The $410 million project, which will include hotels, restaurants, a crystal lagoon water resort, and other unique amenities, will be one of the first built in the United States. Uh, the Diaberville location is situated off of Interstate 10 in an area known for shopping that's about an hour away from Mobile, Alabama, and 90 minutes from New Orleans. The announcement first broke on by the Sun-Herald and is going viral on Twitter with residents, officials, and sports reporters from across the United States getting into the conversation. Some are drawing comparisons to Ozark and the Righteous Gemstones on Netflix and HBO Max, respectively, while others have been quickly joking, uh, jokingly deemed Biloxi native and Sports Illustrated reporter Ross Delling, uh, Dellinger as the culprit behind the coast getting the resort. There are even a comment. There was even a comment about a about a Bass Pro shop in Memphis. 
here's some people what some people were saying the story was published uh today at 3 10 p.m so the Iberville the Iberville I mean the Iberville has become a pretty mm-hmm. nice it's become a pretty big hub for shopping and yeah well, I think I heard a while back they were supposed to be building like a mall like Edgewater mall type mall there but you know it's but there are, there are glaring problems with that in Mississippi though the biggest issue is is that uh, they did that with the Centennial Plaza down here on the coast of the beach, but tourism sucks because you refuse to clean the beach. So you you're you're trying to build these projects, but you refuse to clean anything, which if which affects tourism. I, won't, I mean, I haven't gotten in that water in so long. It's I mean, I don't really I don't care for the beach much anyway, but. You know, it's nice to look at, but I don't want to go there. And I don't want to, you know, I, a flesh-eating bacteria kind of scares me. So Yeah. And it's been that way for God. How long has it been that way? I, since we were in high school, maybe maybe older than that. Yeah, at least. I mean, I haven't been in the water since probably, well, I remember the last time, at least the last time I can remember, we went floundering one night. I might have been in... It's probably before I was in high school. Yeah, the last time I was actually in the waters uh, down here was um, sixth grade, maybe seven. Ever since then, it's just been flesh-eating back to I see people in the water all the time, though. Yeah, I see them in there, too. I'm still not going to get in there. I don't, I'm not going to risk it. It, it, it makes it scared to even go down there and fish and try to get something to eat because I, I love going to go catch my own fish. But how is the bacteria affecting the fish? And then how does that affect you when you eat it? It's not worth it. You know, but again, the, the problems with stuff in Mississippi, no, for number one, Mississippi is not, it's not business friendly. It, it's, it's not. The governor sucks. Uh, Tate. <laughs> yeah, Tate Reeves, he sucks. Uh, the mayors, they suck. Uh, representatives, they suck. They know nothing about what they're doing to make us competitive in the marketplace. Uh, and so... I don't too much think they're concerned with that. They're not. They're, conter- they're concerned about keeping Mississippi the same. And that's keeping, yeah. us, and that's keeping us at last in, every, in everything. And, you know, so, th- so that, that makes this... Uh, a horrible it's, it's going to be a, a horrible investment and they're going to wind up shutting down and leaving leaving mississippi and the, and the fact is is that this project it may not even come to mississippi until we're old of grays because we're still dealing with uh road construction that's been lasting for almost 20 fucking years and the same stretch of road they started this they started this road construction when I was in middle school. Yeah, are you talking about right there by Harrison Central? I'm talking about between Harrison Central, between uh between Gulfport, where Gulfport where you start at when you come into the actual metropolitan area, and going all the way up to Hattiesburg. They've been doing that same stretch of roads since I was in middle school. Well, this is you know, this is one of those establishment Republican strongholds. Pretty much, I, I would guess, probably still run by Haley Barber. 
because he's basically handpicked his predecessors. I mean, his uh, successors. Tate Reeves, after him, is going to be Delbert Hoseman. Pretty much everybody knows that. There's nothing we can do. There's nobody who runs. It's just like they're all handpicked. Unfortunately, the only competition that we would have to that would be somebody like Benny Thompson and uh and what what's what's the what's the Johnny other one? Dupree. Not Johnny Dupree. Not Johnny Dupree. Not Johnny Dupree. That that one who was running against Hyde Smith. Uh, can't remember his name. I don't know. He he worked for Obama, but he had like a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. I don't know, but both of our senators are just straight up neocon establishment. I mean, we just can't have Roger Roger Wicker trying to get us to get blown to well, see. Up. If Chris McDaniel would have beat Thad Cochran, we would have had a good senator, but they stole the election from him. Yeah. That's pretty much confirmed. We know that happened. It's just the old Republican machine in Mississippi. The old honor guard has its way again. So let's let's take a look at some more. You have some. You have any other uh, good stories here? Some, I see that. See, see Kamala okay, I think Harris. we should talk about this. Um, the 14 Senate Republicans have signed on to this gun control deal. Yes, I did. They basically see that. are stabbing us in the back, and red flag laws is stop and frisk on steroids. And basically, anybody who wants to call on you, I mean, you can, the police can come and take your guns for whatever reason they want to. Let's take a look at that, because I've seen a Fox News article pop up on my phone. Let me, let me pop it up real quick. And, and let's, let's actually say the name. First, they've, they've extended the, well, I mean, this is what the bill would do. Red flag laws, let's say you get in a fight with a family member and they call the police on you and say that you're you're losing it and everything. The police show up. You don't know what's going on and they just come and take your guns for anything. They can come take them for anything they want. They they want to extend the. So if you go to buy a gun and they don't get the background background check done within three days, then they just have to give you the gun. And that happens sometimes. They want to extend that to 10 days. Joe Biden actually wanted to get rid of it. And doing that, they could effectively soft ban guns. Because if they get rid of that three-day wait period, they could just never get around to your background check. And so you you never get the gun. They just And every time you call, they're just like, oh, we seem to have lost it. Like, any excuse. They want to... And then... As far as the age thing, they want to extend background checks, background checks for 18 to 20, 21 year olds. And I believe what they wanted to do is raise the age to 21, which is a violation of all of this is a violation of the Second Amendment. It's infringement. Infringement is, you know, yes. it's not just removing it, but it's making it more difficult as well. And 14 Republicans. Including Mitch McConnell, well, course, you, Lindsey Graham, of course. You know what the strange thing is? You know, you type in 14 Republicans on the on Google, and the first thing that shows up isn't the 14 Republican senators that are voting um, f- for this gun measure. The first thing that pops up is 14 Republicans who vote against 
making Juneteenth a federal holiday. <laughs> that's the like, first. That's, that's the relevant. That's the first thing that shows up. Of um, but so let's take a look here at these fourteen Republicans. It says here fourteen. This is uh with Western Journal. It says fourteen Republicans sided with Democrats Tuesday to advance gun control bill opposed by the NRA in a 64-34 vote, which was the first procedural uh, hurdle facing legislation. Uh, we will oppose this gun regulation because it falls short at every level, says the NRA. It does little to truly address violent crime while opening the door for unnecessary burdens on the exercise of the Second Amendment freedom by law-abiding gun owners. This legislation can be abused to restrict lawful gun purchases infringe upon the rights of law-abiding Americans and use federal dollars to fund gun control measures being adopted by state and local politicians. This bill leaves too much discretion in the hands of, of government officials it all, and also contains undefined and overbroad provisions inviting interference with our constitutional freedoms, says the NRA. Uh, so, but that now, uh, but that was not how Republicans reported it. Uh, so the GOP supporters were Senator John Cornyn of Texas, who he's the one that sponsored the bill, uh, a, a horrible rhino. Minority leader Mitch McConnell, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, she's never really been one of us. Uh, Todd Young of Indiana, Johnny Ernst of Iowa, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Susan Collins of Maine, Roy Blunt of Missouri, Tom Tillis uh, and Richard Burr from North Carolina, Rob Portman of Ohio, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Mitt Romney of Utah, Shelley Moore uh, Capio of West Virginia. What you've got here is all the usual suspects, basically. Yes, the usual. Uh, These flip, people are not on our side. They are part of the Uniparty. Flip Flocker Lindsay, he'll vote for anything to keep himself in power. And then he'll come back and say, they want to get me out of power and I need your help. Shut up, Lindsay. So go to hell, Lindsey Graham. I know you will, but like, could you come on now? Go get boned by the drag queens. Oh, Mitch McConnell, the turtle. Stop right there, Democrats. Not so fast. Turtleneck Mitch. I can I can just see him on the Capitol Hill talking to us like. Oh, uh, well, we 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 all need to come together and try to stop the people from killing each other out in the streets. You never ever see this going the other way. When do you ever see fourteen Democrats getting on board with Republicans to do anything ever? I, but see, and and then Dennis, and this is the absolute worst thing that they can come together on because it just literally does nothing. They just they want to infringe on our rights. That's what they want. They, yes, they're all. They want to, they, I, I, what did I tell you in the message uh, that I sent you on Facebook? I said, they will disarm us. It's only a matter of when. They've been moving towards this for a long time. They and don't the want us lost, to be. Ground that's lost is lost forever. So they're just moving us one step closer. Yes. And then the next time it'll be another step. And then eventually, no more guns. Eventually, they, Justin Trudeau. They don't want us to be able to, to defend ourselves. They don't want us to be able to stop them from tyranny if when they decide to make the plunge. They've been moving towards this forever. So the this is freaking arguments 
against uh, against the Second Amendment are, you know, they they usually talk about the first part, a well-regulated militia, militia mm-hmm. being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And they fail to realize that the first part of the sentence is a description for why the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Exactly. So then so then here's here's what Senator Corner had to say. He said, some think it goes too far. Others think that it doesn't go far enough. And I get it. It's the nature of compromise. What compromises you have? You didn't compromise anything. You did exactly what the Democrats wanted. Uh, Cornyn said, according to Newsweek, Cornyn led the Republicans working with the Democrats to craft the bill. He said, I believe that the same people who are telling us to do something are sending us a clear message to do what we can to keep our children and communities safe. I'm confident this legislation moves us in a positive direction, he said. McConnell, according to Newsweek, said he called the bill a common sense package of popular steps that will help make these horrifying incidents less likely while fully upholding the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens. Lindsey Graham insisted that the bill does not infringe on the Second Amendment. According to WCSC-TV, he said, as a longtime gun owner and a strong supporter of the Second Amendment, I have been horrified by the recent spat of mass shootings and the link between mental health and gun violence, Graham said in a statement on the TV. So I believe the legislation announced today has a very good chance of saving lives while at the same time protecting the rights of responsible gun owners. Unless you uh, adjudicated mental ill or a convicted felon, uh, or a convicted uh, violent criminal, your Second Amendment rights won't be affected. Republicans opposing the bill said that this crossed the line. And so it says here that the bill uh, calls for tougher background checks, call uh, between 18 and 21, banning domestic abusers from owning fire uh, guns, among other provisions. That's already a law. The, it's, see, this is how they cap it in there. It's the among other provisions part that they don't expand on, which has the bulk of all of the stuff. Republican, Sen- Republican Senators Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, Pat Tooney of Pennsylvania did not vote on this bill. Uh, and Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says that he hopes the bill passes this week. It will. Yeah, well, you got 14 Republicans coming across. So, yeah, it's going to pass. You know, this is... This is an absolute travesty because this does not address uh, shootings in the slightest. At all. It's not going to do anything. All it will do is curtail the rights of law-abiding citizens. I mean, we just had uh, a massive slew of shootings. I mean, we've been having having mass shootings happening for the last couple of weeks nonstop. Like nonstop. Uh, They've just been shooting. And then mostly, it's mostly black people. You know, you, you know, it doesn't come on the news until it's a white person. But I've been watching the news. I've been seeing all of the shootings in Philadelphia and New York and 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 uh, in Washington, D.C. They just had a massive shooting over there. Didn't get any real news coverage other than there was a shooting. But it turns out the shooter was black. So it doesn't get you. Know, of course, they're not going to put it on TV. Um, I hate to always have to talk about that every time that we have one of these incidents happen. But it's the truth every single time. They're, these shootings are happening. It's mostly blacks, and it's, they're just gunning each other down, and nobody's talking about it. Um, and so, 
passing this gun legislation is not going to stop these people from just shooting each other up just because they got beef over getting the wrong drug or whatever the fuck it is that they're that they're doing. You know, they and when it comes to gang violence, they'll you get shot over anything. Anything at all, even and, the smallest stuff. And the the fact that the left, the liberal media, that the, the leftist politicians like to separate gang violence from actual violence just to just so that the just so that the demographic doesn't look bad on people of color is ridiculous to me you're separating yeah, what were we uh, what were we saying earlier about difficult truths yeah it's just better to rip the band-aid off and get it over with because yeah. you can't you can't solve a problem unless you address it's a problem if you don't address it it doesn't exist i and mean it exists but it does not exist as something you could possibly do anything about. That's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to say that the problem only exists in, in, in whites. You know, you go, you go and you take a list of, of all, you know, Greg Gutfield talked, was, was uh, guilty of this. And I like Greg Gutfield. He was guilty of this yesterday when he's talking about, well, you know, the majority of mass shooters are white. No, Greg, the majority of mass shooters are not white. It depends upon how you break the data down. When you break the data down correctly, the majority of mass shooters by a long mile are black and that includes people at least four people shot not necessarily killed right yes yeah well of course it's i mean that they're saying this because mass like mass mass shootings if you're talking about 10 or more people are well, usually see, they, they the media keeps changing definition you know before barack obama got involved the definition for mass shooting was two to three people shot not necessarily killed in a single sitting, in a single incident. Then after Barack Obama got in there, the media started reporting 10 or more. But then, you know, then they then they lowered it down to like six or more people that are shot in a single incident, not necessarily killed. And that's and then, of course, you know, they separate gang violence, which I, I, I don't see the distinction. They separate gang violence from it. And then they then they. Um. Then they further separate handguns from rifles, and then that's how they get this idea that it's white people. But sometimes in gun violence, they include suicide as well, which is like 90% of all gun deaths. Something like that. It's close to 90% if it's not 90. But I've, I've seen some crafty manipulation of statistics to include suicides in the gun violence uh, statistic. Which is just blatant misrepresentation it, it, of facts. It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. It doesn't surprise me because the media refuses to acknowledge the actual statistics of the number one murder weapon in the United States, which is a, a blunt bludgeoning device or a knife or some instrument that you can use to stab somebody. You know, guns, guns rank like number four. And and among and among guns, rifles are the least likely to be used because they are the most incon they're the most conspicuous. Yeah, you, that's the least convenient. You have to be really planning to do it, like yeah. ahead of time, like that's you know, like the Uvalde shooter. But when you bring up the fact that most mass shootings are committed with handguns, and this okay, remember that the I think it was the first time we we did our collab with Omar. And I asked him that, okay, most 
like 80 something percent of mass shootings are committed with handguns. Should we ban those too? And of course he didn't have an answer for that. Or maybe he said no, but then it begs the question, why? If that's what most of them are committed with, then why aren't you for banning those? Well, Joe Biden appears to be for because a nine millimeter can blow your lung out of your chest. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a super extremely powerful nine millimeter. I mean, how close are you to the person? They don't exist. And then people think that silencers are actually, they're called suppressors, really. They make the gun because they watch the movie. They make it go pew, pew, pew. What really all it's for is protecting your, your ears. It doesn't really, it's, it's still really freaking loud. Yeah. And it does nothing to, uh, to the weapon. It does nothing to stop the fact that a person might get shot. Hearing the gun is not going to allow you to, to react to something that's moving at, se- at 600 meters yeah. per second. It's not going to make you more covert, sneaky. It's just going to end command. But you know what? I was disappointed to see that bump stocks got banned under Trump. Yeah, I was disappointed to see that, too. Um, you know, nobody uh, gave him back, though. People just kept them anyway. You know, but aesthetically, bump stocks, I mean, I don't really know a whole bunch about them, but they, 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 they aren't a necessary cosmetic. But I was disappointed to see it nonetheless because but Trump was pressured to do it. Well, see, the thing is, a bump stock can make a semi-automatic rifle fire as fast as a fully automatic. And it's pr- sometimes even faster. But the thing is, if you're going to go in and, and mow a bunch of people down, if you're not experienced with a firearm, it's better mm-hmm. to have a semi-automatic. Because then you can actually aim. If you're just spraying bullets around, you'll run out of your bullets. Your clip will run out a whole lot faster, your magazine. Um, so it's really not great logic, but, you know, a bump stock was used in, in Vegas, which is one of those mass shootings that never gets brought up at all, even though it was the deadliest. And there's a bunch of mysterious events surrounding that shooting, of course, like all of them. Likely the reason why it never gets brought up, but uh, I mean, but also, I you know, I, I I hate the idea of having to talk conspiracy theory on this, but all of these shootings, they they're so convenient. Inevitably, obviously, some mass shootings are just unplanned tragic events, but I'm, you know, I also don't like to, I don't like to speak on too much that we don't have solid evidence of me neither but if we have things that point to i mean it's starting to look suspicious yeah i mean you 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 look at the trends going on right here uh since the uh shooting that happened with uh in brooklyn with the railroad shooter the black one the first one then the buffalo shooting came out and since the buffalo shooting there's been a shooting uh of grand scale every week since that and a lot of them are they're trying to make them racial cases. So some of them, they can't make racial cases well, out of them. Of course. And don't forget the fact that the Uvalde shooter had a brand new truck and he had like $80,000 worth of equipment. There's no way he should have been able to afford that. Plus, the Uvalde and the Buffalo shooters, they were both on the same Discord server with a federal agent who is currently under investigation for possible connection to the Buffalo shooter. Yeah, there's no way at 18 years old that you can possess $80,000 worth of equipment. With no job or a fast food job or whatever, 
living with your grandmother. Your grandmother who who lived in a small home, no less. So what are they exactly asking us to believe? That he just somehow saved up money? I mean, he couldn't have got a credit card that had that high of a limit. He he was he had no credit. Hell, so I would, the only I would possible... like to know what he did to make eighty thousand dollars because hell, I've been doing something wrong. It's clear that he had to. The only other possibility is, and I'm not saying this is a hundred percent fact, but this seems like the only thing that's reasonable is that he had a wealthy benefactor, possibly linked to the government, but a wealthy benefactor nonetheless, who wanted then, this to happen. Then you take a look at the uh, the attempted assassination of Brett Kavanaugh. The guy, the guy came all the way from California. I think this kid was younger than you and I. He came there with the intention to kill. He purchased the weapons the, the day, a couple of days before he drove across the country to kill to kill Kavanaugh. And you know, the people don't talk about his parents. You know, they don't talk about they don't talk about any of that. He, you know, you know, but who who gave you enough money with gasoline prices the way that they are? To drive from California to to uh, to Maryland after purchasing a, a firearm, the magazines, and then purchasing the car, and then driving f- from California to Maryland. I mean, what job were you working that you had that much money on layaway that you could afford that trip? That's and all of that stuff even though we have no evidence so to speak we have enough strange occurrences and events happening very close together that it, it makes you start thinking conspiratorially and it, it go and it goes further beyond that i mean like i said these since that happened these shootings they just continue to get more and more bold in plain view plain daylight there's no more there's it's, it's, there's no more like, oh, well, we had a shooting here. And then now, no, it's shooting after shooting after shooting every so single check day. This out. So what if <laughs> what if they, they do pass this bill? I'm sure they will. And all of a sudden it all stops. And all of a sudden the Democrats look good and the midterms coming up and they need to look good. Of course, it yeah. won't be enough, but especially what if, they, what if it the, all stops after this passes? Especially because of the uh, the Supreme Court decision. Supreme whatever or, uh, whatever it is, because since apparently they refuse to, you know, to, to come up with a fucking decision <clears throat> on it. Strange things are afoot in our society. I, and I predict that the shootings... They, you know, they obviously they're not going to stop, but they're going to they're not going to be on the news as much as they are right now. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like they're going to try to spin this in some sort of way, most they, likely. They go, yeah, they're going they're going to significantly drop off the radar. That's why we we have to keep talking about them, whether they do or not. I mean, I mean, I mean, still. We're we're almost entering the realm of the twilight zone. This these are these are not coincidences. These are not strange happenings anymore. Uh, these things are happening with purpose. 
we can't prove that they're happening with purpose, but all the evidence, material so evidence, yes, it all leads to purpose and intent. Um, but it, it, you know, it it doesn't it doesn't shock me that the government would do something like this in order to seize more power. No, I mean they've been doing it's declassified all the things the CIA and the FBI have engaged in that are just abhorrent. I mean, this is the government is definitely in the business of this kind of stuff. Without doubt, without doubt, one hundred percent. This is what they do, and when their power is in jeopardy, they have to do something in order to uh, to come up with a way for why they need to keep their power. And this is the re- I mean, this is why we we cannot afford to keep these people in office. I mean. It, it it's this is the worst thing that could happen to our country and now we have joe biden i mean i mean listen to this article this is um this is joe biden recently here um on an article here saying that we didn't spend enough money on climate change so there's going to be another pandemic so let me pull let me pull this one up here. Uh, uh, there, there's a Bloomberg video, but I don't want to look at the video. I want to I want to look at the article. I mean, I could look at the video, but I want to look at the article. So this is the uh, this is Yahoo News, and oh, well, what the heck? Where's the article? Uh, apparently, apparently they they don't want us to look at the article, so we're gonna have to watch the video. So let me go ahead and just go back to Bloomberg, and we'll we'll watch the video. Now we'll watch the video here from Fox on MSN on MSN.com. Let me let me share my screen. Uh, share sound. Stereo. Uh, share. All right, so you see my screen. Let's take a listen. Oh, the, the, the volume's muted. Let me, let me turn it. Oh, no, why would they mute the volume? Confident you have, I knew you looking. Turn it. Mr. President, are you uh, confident? I knew you looking for more money from Congress for this vaccine campaign and for for COVID funding going into the fall, uh, how much of the supply of vaccines for these small children uh, is there and and how many of the nation's kids will you be able to get vaccinated before you need more money uh, from Congress? Well, we'll get through at least this year. We, We do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. <laughs> this guy, oh my gosh. He looks Okay, let me be as generous as possible with this. Maybe he's talking about a hypothetical second pandemic. Let's see. The, the article finally decided to show up here. Let's see. Uh, during presidential remarks COVID, on COVID-19 vaccines for children under five years old, President Joe Biden under five years old, what? These kids don't need vaccines or COVID under five. 
but Joe Biden alarmed Twitter's users when he spoke that the government is preparing for a second pandemic. A reporter prompted to send their remarks with the question, what is the U.S. government is still prepared to do in the manufacture and distribute more vaccines to maintain the infrastructure necessary to combat COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I'll continue reading here. Let's see if I say there's anything in here that's good to say. Mm, I don't really see anything good, but there, right here, they said that there's a pediatric hepatitis outbreak. Cases are not above pre COVID 19 pandemic level, CDC says. So maybe they're trying to make a, a, um, a pediatric hepatitis outbreak, uh, you know. You know, here's the problem with a lot of these outbreaks among these children. You know, the, the I've I've seen uh, we've had, we've actually had to use smallpox vaccines lately. Um, the problem is is that we have vaccines that work that are actual real vaccines that these liberal parents who want to force us to take the vaccines refuse to give their kids when they were born. Because these outbreaks are happening in primarily liberal areas. Measles outbreaks started happening in Washington a few years ago. Uh, mumps came back. And now you're looking at uh, hepatitis, which is obviously linked to them not taking these hepatitis vaccinations. That are vaccines that have worked for decades. So, I mean, these are, these are, not, these are not linked together uh there, there was one that was supposed to be longer than that let me check check and see again because i was looking at it and well, well bloomberg here says something about climate go here and check check this page here where is it at I hate when I come to to my to my screen here on MSN uh, when I when I go to home screen and they change the articles that were just there. You know, it's not it's not like that much stuff changed. What is this? Huh. I'm, I'm gonna look at that real quick too, but I'll uh, oh, see. Hmm. Have you heard anything about that? Oh, I'll show you that one too in just a moment. I just seen, I just seen that you know, Gulfport is about to ask some redistricting as well. From what I'm seeing here on this article that just came across my, um, on my thing here. Um, but yeah, and it dis it disappeared off my little off my little thing here. So I don't know. I'm not gonna. Not gonna look for another pandemic blamed on let's see, blamed on climate change. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see that article anymore. Well, anyways, let me look at this one here. This one, this one looked at me uh, pretty, pretty uh, weird. Um, what is this? So this is a case in Jackson, Mississippi. Says that 
candidates prepared for the job of Miss Mississippi. Oh, so this is about a beauty pageant. I thought this was something that was political, huh? It's doesn't like doesn't like there's anything important with that one. I don't care about beauty pageants. Beauty pageants are stupid. Uh, here's one: the Biden administration cracks down on conversion therapy. And uh, I hate when they just have the video, but not the article. I don't want. I don't want to listen to videos of Joe Biden talking. It's, it is most annoying. Let's pop it back up here. So this is a. This is Sleepy Joe yet again. Let's see what it has to say. Oh, fuck! It's a video, and it's not even speaking. So we got to read to him. On June 15th, the White House announced that President Joe Biden will sign an executive order called the Advancing Equality for LGBTQI plus what are individuals. Event. Okay, we have to look into that. We have to look into that. According to the statement, the order is aimed at cracking down on discredited and dangerous practice of conversion therapy. Yahoo reports that the order directs the Department of Health and Human Services to expand the mental health. The executive order also calls on HHS to study and address the disproportionate rates of child removals to LGBTQ plus whatever parents, especially women of color. Oh, oh, oh. Rachel Levine says, I have no room in my heart for hatred and I have no time for toler for intolerance, but we don't live in a world where everyone feels that way. And this administration understands that more action is needed. Okay, let me let me mute that since they aren't talking. I'll just read as it goes along. Yeah. The president of the Conservative Ethics and Public Policy Center, Ryan T. Anderson, called the executive order Orwellian. According to Anderson, the proposal will prevent efforts to help girls identify as girls. That's what they're calling conversion therapy. Meanwhile, it, it will explain efforts to give girls puberty blockers and testosterone. That's what they're, I uh, mean, let me go back here and take a look at that. I didn't get to see all of that. It, that, that's what they're calling gender affirmation, he says. So keep going on. It says political reports that the executive order comes after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis moved to end gender affirming care for minders. Uh, earlier this month, Florida Surgeon General moved to have Florida Board of Medicine establish prohibitive standard care. The standard of care would ban doctors from providing puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and gender reassignment surgeries for for minors. So. I think this is a losing argument for Democrats. I really do. Why? Why do they insist on targeting children with advertisements of sexuality? It, you know, and in reality, this entire this entire month, this Gay Pride Month, it is ridiculous. 
have you have you seen the Postmates commercial? No, I have avoided it on purpose. Oh, I've seen it because I watched the uh, Officer Tatum's and video and the Hodge twins, and unfortunately. Uh, I no longer have YouTube advertisements because I'm protesting YouTube by not giving them any money for banning my videos. Um, but Postmates is making advertisements about bottom-friendly diets. Yeah, I know, I know what it's about. I just and there and there. I don't really have anything else to say about it. I mean, it's everyone can see it's ridiculous they're advertising it to children and then i mean take a look at disney disney has gone way back shit crazy the new buzz lightyear movie they're just, they're just tossing gay stuff in the in children's movies just because no well, it's not. i mean it's obviously backfiring on them because nobody went to see that movie yeah you know everybody went to go see Jurassic world dominion Instead, that's number one two weeks in a row. Um, but I think this is a losing argument for the Democrats. I think the the more that they start targeting uh, targeting kids, even I just seen a video today. Uh, I think it was in Hodge Twins again, where drag queens are coming out and speaking against taking kids to go see drag queens. You know, one of the, uh, one of these drag queens comes up and says that uh, why is this something that you want to, your kids to go see when behind the scenes at these drag queen events is drugs, it's sex, it's uh, a whole bunch of inappropriate behavior. And I mean, the the sheer perversion of of these, uh, I don't even know if we can call them Democrats anymore. The sheer perversion of these, well, it, there's just there's no word for these people, really. Uh, they're they're definitely grooming our children. I mean, this, do you recall this was this was a few years ago? I don't know if you might have been, you know, MIA uh, when this was in the news, but do you recall? A few years ago, a story that broke out in California, if I remember correctly, it might have been Oregon, um, where uh, minor attracted persons maps, what they called themselves, or um, really there was this group of old people that preferred that prefer to have sex with, with young people, like uh, underage people. And they there was this whole um, social justice movement for these pedophiles that was happening over there that they tried to say that they should have the right to be able to love who they want to love. Do you remember that story? Yeah. Well, I've heard about it since then. I didn't believe that. that, uh, I really didn't think that. I never thought it would get to that point. I really didn't believe it. I heard people say it before, but I was just like, no, it's not going to happen. I was the same and, way. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this can't be true. Nobody, <laughs> nobody in their right mind would agree with a pedophile. And now they're trying to make pedophilia normal. I guess they have to, considering the president's a pedophile. 
still, I mean, I think a lot of them are. Yeah, a lot. Uh, anyways, um, we got we to gotta find something positive to end on. Do you have anything? Uh, Ocean Spring was ranked the number one coastal town in the country by USA Today. Better than something in Florida? That's small coastal town. Well, that is that is good news. Mississippi has ranked number one in something, finally. It's Ocean Springs, though. You know, that's where well, we, rich people live. Well, we rank I mean, number one. Uh, we also rank number one for the cheapest gasoline prices in the union. <laughs> it makes a big difference compared to, you know, the most expensive, of course. It's like half the price. It's always going to be half of whatever the price is in California. It doesn't make much of a difference to us, considering that we don't make enough money to afford the gas prices here. <laughs> Mississippi is uh, behind the curve, but at least we are number one for coastal happy towns and number one for cheap gas and cheap diesel. Relatively speaking, yeah. Yeah. Relatively speaking, yeah. Um, well, anyways, this has been our weekly news bulletin. Uh, stay tuned with us. Um, what What are we doing? Uh, Friday, we're going to be in a panel with Omar. Uh, we need to get some lists together, send it on over there to Omar and email so we can have all that stuff ready. Uh, Saturday, I don't know. Are we, are we I might be. I, I think I'm going to be out of town. I don't know what time we're going to be getting back. So I'll let you know. About okay. all, of them. all right. And uh, I have a video, not a video, a a, uh, a episode in the works. I didn't like it. Um, it was a review of Jurassic World Dominion. So it's all, it's already on. I'm, I'm going to redo it, and I'm going to publish that. That's going to be my episode for Monday, um, is that review of Jurassic World. I went to go watch it twice because I, had, I just had to go, and, you know, it happened so so quickly. A lot of stuff, you know, I don't want to spoil the movie, but the, the, the review will have spoilers, so understand that. When you go to click on that, it will be spoilers in the review for people who like that uh, the Jurassic Park franchise anyways follow us on youtube facebook rumble telegram i don't i don't know if we have a telegram follow twitter truth social uh discord everywhere that you can find us the story of america pw or just the story of america uh, we thank you all for listening to us and giving us your support uh like and share and download our video it helps us with our analytics. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode.